This is Infection, the survival podcast recorded live on Tuesday, February 9th, 2021, episode 317. You guys know what the definition of insanity is? It's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Infection, the survival podcast infection sure source for the latest information on survival video games. We bring you the latest news, reviews, updates, and more each and every week. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Gab at Nick. Also, if you're on Clubhouse, which I know, all the cool kids on the iPhone, I actually talked, Brian, last night with Kim.com on Clubhouse. I'm sure you remember that guy from Mega Upload. On Clubhouse, oh, yeah. you can check me out at Nicholas M. Craig. And of course, our website is infectionpodcast.com. He is no stranger to the program. He is just as insane as I. 316 weeks later. Hi, Brian. Yeah. We're still here. <laughs> How does this happen? Know, why? That's a real question. I'm sorry we're, to ask. The world's falling apart and we're continuing to do a podcast. I mean, I just I'm a, I'm, in the world. I'm, I'm a year older than I was last week, and I'm just wondering why. As <laughs> you know, as, as you said, as I impend ever closer to death, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we could be doing other things, but hey, we love this. I, I mean, I'd be right? sitting here watching like YouTube videos of nineteen uh, sixties IBM mainframes. <laughs> or I mean, I was watching Bell Night South Court video. right before this. So that's I guess a great be- show. I, I'm a big fan of Night Court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so hey, if you want to find me, it's at Brian Aldridge on Parlor. When it comes back, Gab. Um, there's another one I added today. Mines. I don't know. I'm Brian Aldridge. You're on Mines. Yeah, I just created a Minds account today. Oh yeah, a little. You're about figured why not? I got to get six, my names. I'm not gonna get six or seven six years, years late to the Minds party, but <laughs> hey, well, I figured I'd, I'd create it. It's yeah. an account, and uh, yeah. So if you want to find me on there, you're more than welcome to. Or you can go check out my blog, biteoftech.com. But most importantly, go to our website, infectionpodcast.com. If you do that on the right hand side, you see where you can join our server on Discord. That's a great place. If you want to submit news topics, we have a news channel. Maybe there's a game you think we should cover a topic that comes up that week that you think we're going to, we're going to miss that we should cover. Uh, if you're in our discord, go ahead and pop that in there. That really helps. We also have a political channel, a uh, workout channel, all kinds of things, people chatting throughout the week. Uh, also, if you want to get a notification before the live show, so you can join us live, just join our steam group about five minutes, 10 minutes before we go live. Uh, she get a little pop-up notification and, uh, and you can go ahead and jump in and join the chat, join the game giveaway. Also, we have our video forms, which is through uh, YouTube, Twitch, uh, DLive, and BitChute. And those are recorded live and uh, you have the after the, the fact uh, recordings of those if you want to watch them on your own time. Uh, we also have the podcast extras that Judd does if you want to see our pre and post show where uh, we just kind of gab and a little more loose with what we say. Uh, also, we have our audio forms, which are not live, but you can re- watch those after the fact. And if you do want to listen to those after the fact, just jump to the pa- uh, pa- uh, patch notes for that exact day. And there's a player in there for video, audio, and all the links that we'll need uh, to be able to follow along. So that really uh, should help you out. Very useful. And we've been doing that since very early on in the podcast. I mean, we did have kind of rough notes. We do have, you can go look at our, episode one notes and there's three or four lines yeah, it but a, uh it's grown quite a bit it's a reddit post dump from h1z1 yeah yeah it was all the topics on reddit that we wanted to cover during the show and now it's kind of grown beyond that so. yeah excellent 
Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. If you do want to support us, of course, as you heard during the intro, uh, thank you, Green Man. <laughs> we have our Prime Gaming subs. Uh, we also have, if you go to infectionpodcast.com forward slash support, you can uh, get to our Amazon through either amazon.infectionpodcast.com or Humble Bundle through humble.infectionpodcast.com. Yes, absolutely. And I want to thank our friends Saul, uh, Saul Greatman and Green Man Cartoons who both hit us up with the uh, resubscriptions here. Now, Green Man is at 36 months. That puts him on the king of the castle. And uh, Brian, I said on this program last week that we mm-hmm. would be working towards a non Amazon or non Twitch solution for a subscription. Uh, that is in yeah. the works. We believe we've got the service picked out that we want to use. We're set up on this service, and now we're waiting for them to um, uh, verify our account. There's a bit of a, a, a verification process as you go through it. So hopefully by next week it will be all set up but we are working forward on that and it'll be uh it's it that's not a surprise we're going to try to use subscribe star um which yeah. seems to be a pretty popular alt media um subscription service that doesn't seem to boot people off when they disagree with uh, their politics so uh we'll have that hopefully next week and ryan's going to work on some integration so we can still get the nice pop-ups and everything like that so yep um let's see what else um Oh, so yeah, I did. But, I, I, I told, oh, sorry, I told you in the pre-show. I did order two more of my uh, my Roku's, and so that'll be. I'll be have kicked out all of the Amazon devices. Nice from uh, from my house, so they will no longer. I have them all muted right now, so there's nothing listening to me, which is kind of nice. So it's a little bit of a relief, but I've, uh, I'll be taking those boxes out and replacing them. And one thing I found nice is I actually can lock down those Roku's. I think I mentioned a little bit last week, but I can rock, yeah. lock them down so much more because I've been finding I cannot restrict a, a, a fire TV down to the level of not of either blocking everything. Cause you know, you want kids to be able to go in and play certain things, but you can either set a password on launching all apps or no password at all, which doesn't make any sense to me. It's just kind of weird. And you can't ins- uninstall half the apps on there. So that's kind of stupid. Um, I did mention the open clubhouse, Brian. I don't, I don't think you've heard anything about clubhouse yet. Um, Mm -mm. It is an iOS only app as of right now, but it is a um, live audio discussion service. Very similar to the early days of hangout canopy, Brian, where there's just a group of people and you just hop into it and uh, there's moderation. You can bring speakers up to the floor and, and whatnot. And there's some pretty big names on it. Elon Musk did one earlier this week. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg did one. I, uh, ta- I I was on one last night with uh, Kim.com, the guy who started Mega Upload and then what got raided by what the New Zealand government or something. They seized all of his yeah. assets. I mean, he's been through hell and high water. Uh, so I was on there with him last night, asked him a couple questions about Bitcoin. It's a really cool service. It's invite only. So if you have an iPhone and want an invite, uh, message me on Discord. I've got a couple invites still available. Um, it's a cool service, and it's uh, there's a lot of a lot of big names on it, uh, so it's pretty neat. So it's uh, it's called. Uh, do they have any Clubhouse. plans on doing an Android version of this? I'm sure they do, uh, but right now it's just just in the iOS thing. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know anything about the company. It's just the service is cool, and it's neat to see like you know people like Elon Musk just popping in a room with random people and talking. Um, it's very. Will this uh, will this iPod work? Just a random uh, old. Yes, old actually, iPod. probably it probably is... will. There are people that are buying used crappy iPhones now just to use this app because it's it's kind of exploding as of right now. And you know, I don't want to brag, but you know, I've got an invite. But so so yeah, that's a uh, that's that. Uh, I'm playing a little bit of Call of Duty, Brian. They've got some new maps in there. Um, 
They brought back uh, Nuketown 84. Um, they brought back the uh, railway map from either Black Ops 1 or Black Ops 2. Um, been playing that past couple nights, but that's been going good at getting back into the Call of Duty groove, really kicking some ass, which is always uh, which is always appreciated. So that's uh, that's been me on the gaming front. I haven't played a whole lot else. Um, what, what's, what says you? Have you been playing anything? So I played, let's see, I did a little bit more of Cyberpunk. Not a ton, but just kind of getting my feet wet wet in a little bit more trying to get through some of the uh, alt storylines to see how that affects the because i've already done the whole main storyline of course then when you complete it it kicks you back pre-save yes to to before that lock section you know of course it warns you you know you can't turn back from here uh then it keeps going so i'm going through and now completing a bunch of the other things to see how then it affects those the alternate endings um and i'm trying to think I thought there was something else I'm playing. I'm trying to remember. I've been still been playing uh, with my wife some more of the Sniper Elite. So if you have any interest in playing that, let me know. She's She plays with a lot of people that, like all the regulars. You know, when you go into a game and there's like the group of people that knows mm-hmm. each other and they all yeah. play it and they're the players, like she's in that group. So if you're really interested in getting into that game, uh, she jump in some games with us and they do quite a good job. Um People in chat are yelling about a game that we will be discussing here during the show, so I'm not going to bring it up yet. Um, okay, cool. That looks like it's going to be a pretty cool game. And then, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I did play it. So I played some Fortnite just to uh, to rub it in my my son's face that because uh, he's grounded, he can't play. So I play it once in a while. And this seems to be a common. Say, hey, look, I, I won. This seems to be a common occurrence, Brian. I mean, that's that's the way that you get him to either do or not do anything is to say that your Fortnite is at risk. And so, yeah, so, but I got, I got first place again. I mean, I'm just a, I don't know. I, I was going to say, I wish you were, game. I was going to say, I wish you were my dad. That would be the only thing you'd hold over my head. Oh, Nick, you can't play Fortnite. Oh, oh no, this is, oh God. You no, can do anything, but you can't play Fortnite, son. You've been horrible. Oh, how will I ever, how will I ever go on? <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, uh, we do have some, some gaming news. Uh, last yeah. week's episode, I, I titled uh, Rip Stadia. And um, got some, I got some some hate privately for uh, clickbaiting. I'm like, oh yeah, all right, yeah, that's us. That that that, that yeah, that's that's us here clickbaiting. Um, mm-hmm. But speaking of Stadia, boy, is this a very interesting story that um, that we came across this week uh, with a game that I haven't played in a while. It is a survival game at the at the very roots, Terraria, which is kind of the uh 2d minecraft mm-hmm. in some way um it's those this games is the game i almost quit using steam over yes um so <laughs> terraria, $2.99 game yeah terraria is a really fun game uh it's kind of different it's it's it, it is it's very different it's got a weird yeah. kind of vibe to it but it's a very popular game that and minecraft were both popular at a at a very similar point um so uh Late last month, um, the developer, or one of the developers, excuse me, that's incorrect. Late last month, the official Terraria Twitter account um, tweeted to YouTube and said, hey, uh, there's a problem with us being able to access our YouTube channel. It looks like there's some TOS violation or something on the account. Well, a couple hours later, um, the account was, the entire Google account was disabled 
And then three days later, um, it was permanently suspended. This is after the channel had not uploaded any content for several months. So it's not like they were actively making videos where it's like, oh, you got a TOS violation on this. It wasn't even an active channel. So they're going back and forth on Twitter. um, And lo and behold, the Google account that is linked to this Terraria excuse me the google account that's linked to the terraria youtube channel is actually that of andrew spinks who is a developer for the game um and i want to just read his response here right now he says my account has been disabled for over three weeks i still have no idea why and after using every resource i have to get this resolved you and this is this was on twitter you have done nothing but give me a runaround my phone again because it's a google account my phone has lost access to thousands of dollars in apps I had just bought the Lord of the Rings 4K and can't finish it. My Google Drive data is completely gone. I can't access my YouTube channel. And the worst of all is losing access to my Gmail address of over 15 years. I have done. I have not done anything to violate your terms of service. So I can take this no other way than you're deciding to burn this bridge. Consider it burned. Terraria for Google Stadia is canceled. My company will no longer support any of your platforms moving forward. I will not be involved with a corporation that values their customers and partners so little. Doing business with you is a liability. So there'll be so, what, isn't there there's a Terraria for Android? Is he saying he's pulling that? No, he no, this is Terraria for Google Stadia. Um But I'm saying he says I won't do business with any more of your uh, did, was he meaning Google or just well, Stadia? No, I think Google. And I think that that might, that is probably going to be down the road. Um, but this just really shows more. And by the way, I mean from everything I've read here, this just this looks awful. I mean, it's just like yeah. this guy is like this isn't some random guy. I mean, Terraria is a very well known, popular game. Everybody knows who Terraria, what Terraria is, um, and has lost access to his Google account and. You know, the, the big thing Brian said is my Gmail address. Imagine all the email addresses that he's got and, and contacts for, for that. Yeah. But I will say this, Brian. Unfortunately, this is par for the course. I mean, this is yeah. nothing new. And again, we go Google's back to... Google's all about who you know. Like you can't... It's really difficult if you don't know anybody in the company to get in from the outside because their support, just the way the support works... If you know somebody, which is kind of surprises me that he doesn't know somebody inside the company that he could just contact and said, hey, can you can you work this out for me? The fact that it got to this point is very surprising for someone who should already have tentacles in the company. Yeah. And so I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure what the deal is here. I don't know, necessarily think it was anything malicious, um, but it's probably just a case of being unable to reach somebody because, as he said, I just keep getting a runaround because it's there's no way to contact Google. Um, yeah. So, but I think the, the bigger story here for everybody, not, and not just this guy, again, we, we all kind of laugh when it's, you know, people like Alex Jones and, you know, it's, oh, ha, ha, these guys got, you know, their stuff got all deleted and it's, it's not, this doesn't even have anything to do with politics. This is just lost access to a Google account. So now we, yep. again, we go through all of his Google drive data is gone. I don't know about you, Brian. I have a whole boat. Actually, every single asset for this show is on, our, is on, on Google, Google Drive. Drive. Every single show note is on Google Drive. Which I might need to start syncing to or my hard drive. Just I've got case. mine synced. Um, I've got mine synced here. So uh, and backed up on a couple of backup services. So, so like, and that's something. 
most people don't take into consideration. I've actually been thinking about it quite a bit lately. For instance, the backups for my server go to Amazon. And if Amazon decides that they don't like something about my account, that's where I'm concerned. Okay, well, then do I have access to my backups? Um, So I actually switched my backup system to a totally different service uh, for my server. Uh, and you're just trying to get away from them. Same thing with Google. Right now, my main email address is on Google Apps, but I've been recommending, I've set up a lot of Azure accounts lately for people. I've been recommending people not use Google Apps and switch, you know, and use Azure instead. Like it is just for these companies that feel like they need to push, and this is kind of a separate thing, but for me, it's more of the companies that I, that I see trying to push political things or make decisions based on political motives. I haven't really seen that from Microsoft. So that's why I'm a little less concerned. I haven't seen them pulling people from their cloud service and doing all these things. So I feel more comfortable with them. I don't feel comfortable with Google anymore. I don't feel comfortable with Amazon anymore because they've shown they are willing to do very negative things for political reasons. And and, and while yes, totally agree with you. And then you look at this situation, which, you know, take the political stuff out of it. This is a legitimate business a legitimate company that makes a very popular, well-known video game. And as I said, I've lost access. My phone has lost access to thousands of dollars in apps. So any apps on, that you had on your Google Play account is gone. Uh, movies and TV shows, gone. Google Drive, gone. YouTube channel, gone. And Gmail, which is not just ha- that doesn't just have your email address, but I'm sure like many people, Brian, his Gmail is probably contacts. also his contacts, uh, phone contacts and email contacts. So you are talking about losing access to everything. And while I feel bad for the guy, this hopefully is a big enough wake up call for people to get it. If not back, if not get your stuff off of these services, back it up off these services. For example, yeah. I, I my email, my, my main email address that I give out my Nick Craig.net email that is not hosted on on Amazon or Gmail or it is self-hosted, right? It, it, yep. Now it is on a web server, but it's self-hosted. It's not Amazon. It's not anything else. My contacts, I've got them synced between Google, Apple, and then a, a, a spreadsheet dump that I do maybe once or twice a year, right? I mean, same thing with my pictures. I've got all those backed up. There's just, yeah. you know, I, I can't disconnect from all these services. I'm too ingrained. And, and the fact that anybody thinks that you can just dis- disconnect it's it's incredibly hard to do. I don't want to sit here and say, "Oh, you need to get off these services." When I damn, I'm using it right now, we literally do our show notes in Google Drive. But yeah, doesn't mean you can't have your stuff backed up. So then, when something like this happens, you don't lose access to everything. And I know a lot of people yeah. that use Google Drive for everything. They use that for yeah. all of their documents. Their documents folder on their computer is using Google Drive Stream which just takes things from the cloud and spits it out on your computer. Um, so I, 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 I mean, I read, I read through this like twice. I was like, man, I'm, am I missing something? And, and no. And I, I went back and looked at his Twitter. Uh, he tweeted yesterday. There's still been no response. Um, nobody is tweeting about it. He, he actually just tweeted 20 minutes ago. I just switched to DuckDuckGo as my default search engine. Data privacy is important in 2021 and something everybody should consider. This guy has been red-pilled to the nth degree by by Google for for literally mm-hmm. what we can determine nothing. Yep. Literally nothing. Yeah, I mean that's, that's all that I can that's, that's all I can determine. And as you can see there's and you know I'm sure that 
some things he was paying for. For instance, PH says you get what you pay for. But I have a feeling that there is something he is paying. You know, he's probably paying for storage. Google Drive, absolutely. He's paying for movies. You know, so they're getting money. So they should be supplying him a service. The fact that they've deleted all this, uh, you know, for them, I'm surprised it's not already fixed. I just... There's articles. Like Ars Technica wrote an article. This is not just some weird backroads internet blogs like infection podcast i mean these are like legitimate news outlets that are writing articles about this thing um there's literally yeah, it looks still like, it looks like he may be back online i see his youtube channel i wonder if they got it fixed here today uh, the youtube channel was never um okay so that's deleted. not the one that's down okay the, it just, he didn't have access to it he can't log so he can't it. upload to it so it's just it's pretty much locked his account's locked he's locked out of his account but then yeah. They've disabled his ability to log in totally to get access to any of these things. So his data is still there. I, I'm surprised that they, it's because you were saying it was a ban, an actual ban. That's it what it's disabled, t- but that usually comes after a ban. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it looks like his Google account is locked. Um, hmm. He's lost access to his YouTube account, which has got everything on it. His emails, Google Drive, YouTube. Now, by the way, I will say this, definitely separate your personal stuff from your business stuff now this started as an indie company so it's not yeah can't really fault him for that um but yeah this uh this should be a big this should be a big wake-up call to um to a lot of people make sure your stuff is backed up again i'm not saying just drop all these services because i think that's unrealistic um but back up move to system and this is kind of what we were talking about on clubhouse last night with kim.com Using services like Signal and Telegram and Proton Mail and and just DuckDuckGo and getting just stop giving all of your information to these services and we're just as guilty as everybody else. Yeah. I don't want to sit here and act like I'm on some some mighty high horse over here. I'm not. I use these services day in and day out. Um, yeah. But I'm making a conscious effort. For example, if you it check out the Infection Podcast Twitter, have you checked out the Infection Podcast Twitter lately? There's nothing on. Uh, we don't. I don't tweet. We do not tweet yeah. the show out on Twitter. Well, and, my, and I disabled my account, which will, I think, auto-delete after, what, 60 days or something? Yeah. So, and I mean, I still do use my Twitter a little bit, I will admit, um, because of my political stuff. It's like the, a, re- a really good place for me to get news and whatnot. Um, so, so yeah. That's, uh, that's that. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I would be very surprised if he doesn't get it back just because of the status of it, but... You never know with Google, um, you know, if, if nobody's brought it to the attention of anyone that is of rank there, it's just not going to go anywhere. And that sounds like what's happened, which is very surprising as a PR, you know, especially as you said, you cut uh, gaming blogs and everywhere else writing about this. Usually that catches the attention, but I'm still disabled somehow. Yeah, one would think so. Hopefully it gets access to everything back. But if not, um Learn from others' mistakes. Unfortunately, that is it's not it's not pretty, it's not sexy, but it's the reality. Learn from others' mistakes, and hopefully, uh, we can learn from uh, what went on over there. Very, uh, very unfortunate to see from uh, from Google. Um, let's talk about uh, China here for a minute, Brian. Our, mm-hmm. our, the, our favorite country in the world, and our favorite video game developer, Tencent, who we're a big fan of. Um, Report out this week from PC Gamer that Tencent has bought yet another little piece of Bohemia Interactive, which of course uh, makes uh, Daisy 
the uh, Arma series and um, uh, Ilands or Ylands, however you'd like to pronounce it. Um, Ilands, yeah. So I I read through a couple things on this. Apparently, Bohemia and Tencent had already been working pretty closely, and mm-hmm. I I read some conflicting things. Um, I couldn't tell if Tencent already owned a little bit of them or already given them some investment. And this was a second round. Some sources indicated this. I was, thought they were already invested in them somewhat, but so I think I. they required a bigger investment to be able to increase their market in China, which is what China loves to do. China will say, if you want to sell here, here is what you will do for us. Yeah. Uh, because people look at dollar signs. I mean, just look at the late great daybreak. Uh, who thought, oh, China, this is going to make us so much money. It's going to make us rich. We're going to do great. Destroyed their company. Uh, but, you know, you got places like this that are just recently looking at getting into China more, being able to release on various platforms there. And that they come to you and say, all right, we want a, a portion of your company in, to allow you to sell in our country. Uh, that's the the way they do business there. So that sounds like what's happened. Yeah. So not not exactly sure um, what this will mean. Uh, they say that there's no change to operation here. Um, and you know, history tells me, Brian, that that's probably accurate. We haven't seen any of the other companies that Tencent has. Again, they didn't buy Bohemia Interactive. They just, from what it appears, they just. Um, um, invested in them in some it gave them some capital funding for some share or some stake of the company they're not a publicly traded company so there's no it's never going to be released how much of them are are, are owned by Tencent or what kind mm-hmm. of share they have but i don't foresee this to be any big change or any massive um i don't see anything crazy coming of this yeah i mean there's just there's no i don't have the, we've seen this with so one. here here's they, a quick quote bought, here Go ahead. <clears throat> Go ahead. I was no, just going to give a quick quote that might give a little bit of clarity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the quote from uh, Bohemia. It says, we are pleased to deepen our relationship with Tencent, one of the most sig- significant internet companies in the world. We look forward to working on our current and future generations of games with the support of a strong partner that has known us for many years and understands our unique approach to online games. So that is confirming that they're was some sort of relationship previously and then they are getting more of a portion of it. Yeah. So, you know, we look at Conan Exiles, they're at 100% owned by Tencent, no change to the game there. We 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 did it a story, was it middle of last year of all the different companies that have interest from Tencent, yeah. Epic, Activision, Ubisoft, all of them. Um so 31 different uh, indie mostly indie developers were invested in by Tencent last year. Yeah. This is, um, I don't know, this is China making a huge play at the entertainment industry. They already own uh, a large portion of the motion picture industry, if not all of the motion picture industry in the United States. Um, That includes a lot of television production. This is kind of the next frontier, at least as it seems to me, is the video game market. Um, And China has got the money. uh, Tencent has got the money to throw around their weight and, and frankly inject these companies with cash. And for anybody that knows me on the political side, uh, I'm no friend of China. I'm not a big fan of them at all, but until Tencent starts doing things negatively, Brian, 
Yeah. I have a hard time saying that this is a bad thing. I mean, you've got companies like Bohemia that make good products that now have an injection of cash from, you know, not an angel investor that's going to be looking for, you know, three times the response, three times the, the, the coverage of costs in, you know, 18 months. This is Tencent. I mean, this is, this is a yeah. multi-billion dollar company. And until they start doing things, which they inevitably will, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, there'll um, be a point when they start saying, oh, you're not allowed to put this in the game. That's at that point, my, that's when I'll have an issue with it. My tune will, my tune will change at that point. We're not there yet. And again, I, I can't, uh, you look at who they're investing money in, Conan Exiles, you know, now DayZ and, and Arma and, and Wildlands. These companies, I'm sure, could use an injection of cash. Um, yep. They're not... EA, they're not Activision, they're not Blizzard, they're not. These are smaller companies. Successful, don't get me wrong. Arma and Daisy are successful, but they're not printing out money. So I'm sure yeah. a couple hundred thousand dollars of injected cash is a good thing to have. Um, and until it's negative, I just don't. I don't. This will end up being bad in the long run, I think. But until yeah. it is, I can't. I mean, I can't say. What am I do? Sit here and boycott? I mean. <laughs> I mean, what, what you know, what, what I'm not going to play Arma. Okay. Well, it's just like until they do something wrong and I get, maybe this is the wrong attitude to have. Maybe it's like letting the, you know, maybe it's like letting the, maybe it's like leaving your front door open for the criminal, but until they really do something that's, that's egregious, I just don't frankly care. Yeah. So, well, and if they, if they were going into a company that I really cared about, let's say it was my favorite game and then they were purchasing them with a majority stake, then I would be concerned. I'd be like, oh, great, they're going to change something. With Bohemia, what are they going to do, ruin Daisy more? I mean, there's only so much that they're going to do. Uh, they haven't been doing a great job as of late with their products, in my opinion. If anything, I think they may strengthen them a little bit uh, and make them actually start moving forward. You know, they'll, they'll have some expectations where nobody seems to have expectations at the moment. Yes, Firebomb says Daisy on the comeback. It's possible. No. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I wouldn't gamble on it like I gambled on the over on the Super Bowl and promptly lost. Wouldn't do that. But um, it's possible. <laughs> it yeah. is absolutely possible. So, uh, some interesting news on uh, Tencent and uh, Bohemia. So, lots of uh, so lots of let's, uh, lots of Chinese things going on in the survival game field. Yeah, well, since we are talking about China, I do have uh, another section. I'm trying to find where it is there, but there. Uh, where's my Steam? search for China? Yes, there we go. So Steam uh, is launching in China next week. Crazy. Now, yes, so they have their kind of limited, and I assume that this partially is why companies are now making moves to get into China because they want to be some of the first titles on this new release of Steam so that they have the ability to get all those quick purchases that people are doing. But, uh, but yeah, so they're, they're launching this next week. If you go to uh, steam store.steamchina.com, you can go check it out. Uh, see, you know, of course, it's in yen and Chinese, so I don't really know what all of them say, but this is, uh, this is their page. You can do a conversion, so you can see what names there are. And definitely not as many titles as what we have on the American one. But... This is so, their, their first step at getting into China. So, I mean, this looks totally the same. Obviously, I'm using the, because uh, I love Google, I'm using the I'm using the Chrome auto-translate thing, so that's kind of doing its thing. Um, looks all the same. Valve, Hidden Path, free to play. Obviously, the as you mentioned, the money is in 
yen. So that's different. Um, but it looks fine. The reviews are, yeah, the reviews are state. Sta- there was not five and a half million reviews just on the Chinese version. Do you think they'll allow think- them to put in reviews? Yeah, but I think it's just going to be mixed into. That just seems well, like on, that'd be hold risky. On, hold on there. a second. This might be because this says filter simplified Chinese. Let me change this back. No, maybe not. These these might be Chinese reviews. How'd they get a five million reviews already? That's a great point. I don't. <laughs> February third, February eighth. Every, uh, so read 11th. read some of these. these. These sound too English to me. <clears throat> the game, the is, game really is really fun. fun. I gave it twenty two thousand for nothing. Gave it to twenty two thousand. Very good newbie, so friendly. Now that's definitely not English. I mean, yeah. So and, this and, is this has got to be their. Um, and you look at these profiles yeah. names. I mean, these are not not necessarily. So yeah, I don't so know. I don't I, know what I'm the just, deal is with I'm that. wondering if they'll let them actually if they will keep this on there. Um, if you'll start seeing people leaving. <laughs> Special messages for their Chinese friends and reviews. Steam. This is going to show up on their page. I'm going to check it out in the U.S. See see how many reviews there are. Um, ba, 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 there. I have a feeling there's probably about the same number. Yeah, there is. Okay, so, so they're using because oh, they don't have okay. one yet. All right, I see. No, okay, I'm I'm incorrect. So it's okay. So this is Steam. This is filter your language. There's one and a half million reviews already in English. If we go back oh, okay, to this, okay. So then, when you click on there, there you is your local. There's only twenty. So simplified Chinese because we're on the Chinese site. There's twenty one thousand Chinese reviews. So that that makes sense. But, but I'm sure those because people were able to leave Chinese. Re- yeah, you could type in. Yeah, you could type on in. the on the American Correct. Steam. These are probably just the leftovers. From it's that. the same because it's fifty fifty two fifty two eighty one one seven nine. Fifty-two, eighty-one, one seven nine. It's the exact same. I have a uh, feeling they're not going to allow those reviews to stay on there for after certain incidents happen. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, I do notice. Come on, Steam. Um, or they're doing some heavy filtering. Uh, they probably are doing some very heavy filtering. Um, the issue dates are different. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the deals with this. So that that's kind. That's kind of interesting. Um, it's kind of, that's this, yeah, that's just one thing that seems odd to me. I'm sure that they'll be correcting. Because I can't imagine them just letting... I mean, they filter so many things. That they're just going to let all American comments show up on the Steam in China. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that just goes against everything that, that they're known to do. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, so that is that Steam in China. We will see where it goes. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it goes well. Um, so there's. are you ready to move on? There's a, a big thing that happened this week that... I haven't seen a ton of people talking about, but CD Projekt Red, they under they had a uh, a cyber attack happen and cyberpunk the source code <laughs> cyberpunk <laughs> yes cyberpunk had a cyber attack where they hey. stole the source code for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and Uh-oh. Witcher three. That's not good. so. Some hackers have the source code for Witcher three for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. And they've encrypted all their servers. They've done the full, the full thing here. Ransomware. And, uh, and they did. They so they 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 left a note. Um, and here I'll I'll read you the ransom note here very quickly. Uh, it says, "Hello, CD Projekt Red. You have been epically, uh, I will call it owned, owned, owned. Sorry, <laughs> but owned. Uh, we have dumped full copies of the source code from your uh, Perforce server, which is when you're." It syncs source code 
uh, for games. Unreal Engine has it, but it's a, it's a service and a server for that. Uh, Witcher 3, Gwent, and the unreleased version of Witcher 3, which is probably the PS5 version. Uh, we have also dumped all of your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. Also, we have encrypted all of your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover from backups. If we will not come to an agreement, then your source code will be sold or leaked online, and your documents will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. Your Quotes. public image will... Yeah, journalism. journalism. <laughs> um, your public image will go down the uh, uh, the blank even more, and people will see how blank your company functions. Investors will lose trust in your company, and your stocks will dive even lower. You have 48 hours to contact us. So that was left. That was in a notepad on one of their servers in a, called, in a text file. Called read underscore me underscore unlock dot text. Yes. So huh. uh, CD Projekt Red made, uh, made a statement here. It says, yesterday we discovered that we have become a victim of a targeted cyber attack due to which some of our internal systems have been compromised. An unidentified actor gained unauthorized access to our internal network, collected certain data belonging to CD Projekt Capital Group, and left a ransom note, uh, left a ransom note, the content of which we released to the public. Although some devices on our network have been encrypted, our backups remain intact. We have already secured our IT infrastructure and began restoring and began restoring the data. We will not give in to the demands nor negotiate with the actor. Being aware that this may eventually lead to the release of the compromised data, we are taking necessary steps to mitigate the consequences of such a release, in particular by approaching any parties that may be affected due to the breach. We are, we are still investigating the incident. However, at this time, we can confirm that to our best knowledge, the compromised systems did not contain any personal data of our players or users of our services. We have already approached the relevant authorities, including law enforcement and the president of the Personal Data Protection Office, as well as an IT forensic specialist, and we will continue, closely cooperate with them in order to fully investigate this incident. So talk about things piling on. Uh, well, good. You know, they've already had a rough, rough enough go here, and uh, now they've been ransomed. Well, I mean, yeah, this, you know, to steal a line out of uh, was a George W. Bush's playbook. We don't negotiate with terrorists or whatever bullshit yeah. he mumbled. Um, so there's a couple things. And I work in the IT field. I know you did it for, for a long time, Brian. These guys could be bluffing. They may have just encrypted the data. They might not actually have all of it. One thing that you've that we've learned from um, uh, the big WikiLeaks and everything else is that to transfer that data off site is a significant process. And we've what we've mm -hmm. learned through things like WikiLeaks and other things is that these so-called hackers could not have been hackers because you're talking about terabytes of data that would have had to be synced off site. It would have been caught. Um, so how much of this is scare tactic and how much of this is true for them to have all of the source code, which is presumably terabytes of data for all of these games, plus all of these internal files. See, but if you don't um, have somebody watching, that's the problem. Like, like when I was doing the government work for uh, a government in Alaska, I would get reports and I would look for spikes in traffic at abnormal times because I would see trends over time do I see an abnormal spike where a lot of traffic is leaving the network? And then we would go dig into it. 
if they don't have anybody watching those reports like they should, which obviously now all of a sudden after this happens, everybody's like, oh, we, we got to do all these things, uh, make sure it never happens again. But most likely they weren't paying closely enough attention. And I would bet you that that traffic would be sent out. You know, I'm sure they have pretty high speed traffic connections and everything, especially being a Perforce server. They just have to sync it. All they have to do is connect to it. They had credentials, sync it, and then they have a copy of the source code at least offsite. Yeah, so not sure, um, not sure what this will, not sure what will come of this. Obviously, Cyberpunk is not going to uh, capitulate, so we may or may not see a uh, dump of some files. My guess, my initial impression, is that it will not be anywhere near as bad as they're indicating. Um, yeah, and that's my, that's my thought. Um, and they have good backups. So good on them for having a good backup solution. The hackers knew that they had a backup solution. They've indicated there's a backup solution. Doesn't appear there's been any service disruption on any of their game servers. This appears to be probably just some internal Windows servers um, that was that were doing you know Azure shares and things like that, and 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 you know file syncing. But clearly, CD Projekt Red does doesn't care. And they shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, they probably got into a system because you can run your own private Perforce server. So either they were running an on-site one, which was most likely, and then they gained access to that. So they could have had just direct access or got to a system that had credentials for their Perforce, uh, you know, and then they logged into it somehow. Well, and, and here's the thing is like, so if you're CD Projekt Red, and this is always the thing, and, and you know, this is people go to school to be negotiators, right? So you're dealing with people that are criminals, right? These are these are malicious mm-hmm. criminals. They're going to ask for some crazy amount of Bitcoin. You know, why we want seven or eight whole 10 Bitcoin, whatever that converts yep. to currently in U.S. At dollars. the time when it's at its highest it's ever been. But even with that, they still have all your data and they'll probably still release it if they want to. The, and so they'll probably like, come back and they, yeah, they're not exactly be honest about this. They'll probably come well, back and say, OK, you know, we, we want to re-up. Well, and that's the other thing is like I've seen, I don't remember data. if it's TV shows or I get mixed up. Like, what is a TV show about ransomware? What's real life? But, the, you know, some of these hackers are like, oh, we would never if you pay us, we'll you know, we'll, we're, we're not going to follow through. And it's like, yeah, but you're a freaking criminal. Like, yeah, like, like, oh, so you hacked into our servers or got, not hacked. They didn't hack. They, there was somebody had a password that was not secure. I mean, let's be clear with this. This wasn't a hack. This was. Somebody left a password, or probably a root level administrator default, um, or an ex employee had access and they never disabled it. So they got into the systems, downloaded some data illegally, and now they're going to say, "Oh, but just trust us with your data." Um, so good on good on CD Projekt Red for uh, having some balls and posting the message. Um, there are some funny jokes in the the Twitter DMs, like. This guy who posts that this is the uh, this is the CD Project Red um, server infrastructure and it's the the, the cyberpunk uh-huh. hacking screen with just matching up a couple of numbers. Um, what are you gonna do, Brian? I mean, they got your data. Live there's and learn. Not, yeah, Hope there's not the really best. much they can do. Yeah, uh, giving into it is not gonna solve the as they know. Uh, giving into it is not going to solve the problem, especially when you're dealing with source code. Uh, if there was data that they couldn't get back, this is where hospitals, a lot of times when hospitals get a, a ransomware, 
they don't have access to the system anymore to be able to go get medical records. That's why they pay those ransoms because they actually need the data. They weren't doing proper backups. Here they're doing proper backups. The risk has already happened. All of the damage that could happen, you know, the, all the stuff is there for it to already happen. There's no thing that they can do that will magically make that risk go away. Because as you said, there's even if they pay the money, there's a good chance that they can still come back and say, all right, well, we still have your source code, you know, so unless she wants to release it here. Yeah. So good on good on them for not giving and they might end up giving it, but it doesn't seem like they're going to now. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. Hopefully they uh, learn from it. And as I said earlier with the Google story, hopefully you learn from it. Hopefully I learn from it that, uh, yep. like, hey. This is a this is what looking this is what has a good backup this is what a good backup potentially looks like Brian when you can have your multiple servers internally compromised and crypto lockered and you can just restore from a backup and really not care that's what they well the crazy thing is a lot of the, like some of the things that I suggested for companies like even just like have a honeypot out there like you know with this this sound I bet you this there was some previous knowledge of the network somehow Definitely. that got them into here um, but you know for me I run a honeypot here in this network. This is, you know, my home network, but I still have a honeypot here in case, you know, something's roaming around. I wanted to notify me that something's looking for shares on my network or something like that. Um, you know, that's, it's really easy to do for me. It's built into my router. I would love to have an article on bite of tech.com about a honeypot, Brian. I'm not saying I've, I've done a lot of, I've actually, cause for companies, I've done a lot of research and built templates, you know, done them for them and for instance there's open canary you see here on certain radio networks the uh, canary products but they actually have an open source version that you can use hmm. that has a, a pretty decent features using their infrastructure so uh, little things like that you can set up a quick little simple honeypot even you could put it on a raspberry pi you can put it on a little vm on your network something like hmm. that uh and if someone gets into your network, maybe a computer gets a virus on it and it starts roaming the network looking for other computers, you'll get a notification on that and you'll save yourself some headache. So little things like that. I'm surprised that their company wasn't doing it, but I'm pretty sure here in a month they will be. So Excellent. Well, uh, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to learn a little. I guess I, I probably should sell one of those up here, even though um, I'm not necessarily super concerned about it, but I probably yeah probably, but probably it's nice to me just set it up there and you know think about it and if something ever happens i'd like to know before they encrypt all my drives that's first. a very that's a very good point. <laughs> exactly um so interesting um yeah not i yeah as you said brian kind of not the uh cyberpunk's been kind of getting chopped at by the knees it's like well, you know, well just one thing after another and then it's like ah now, i mean just imagine being the it guy internally that had to go and like tell this to like your, the CTO and be like, so, Hey, I know that everything is burning down, but we got mm -hmm. crypto lockered. <laughs> That's when it's like the guy from the, the, um, the it crowd that just the CEO that just walks out of his window. That's exactly that's exactly what this is. Yeah. Well, and that's how, what I don't understand is how did they encrypt all of the servers before anyone noticed? You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I don't think it's that big of an attack. And it, frankly, I think the I think that I think time. that the note I think the note is bullshit because they would have had to get all of that data off site and then encrypt all of the servers with nobody finding out. I just don't buy it. I think it's probably mis unless I think they're it's really lazy. I mean, it could be that they don't it's take possible. it seriously. 
It, it could be. And if they've got decent but backups, it, I'd make previous, the argument it's it fine. could be that a previous employee or somebody with internal knowledge knows that they're lazy, knows yeah. that they're not watching certain things, and was like, all right, well, we can do this, this, and this. And they'll never notice because they don't watch these things. And we'll see if we'll get money out of them. What would you call that, Brian? Uh, insider... What, what do you mean? It'd be called an inside job is what you'd call yeah, it. Yeah, that would be an inside an job. inside yep. job. So you got to always be careful of the inside jobs. They're all over the place. Yeah, Nick, I always worry about Nick encrypting all of our show notes. You know, we'll never have them again. So. You host the website. How can I possibly? Oh, that's true. I guess that's true. I guess <laughs> it would possibly? be me. If anything, <laughs> if anything, one day I'm going to wake up and have access to nothing. And I'll be sitting over here with my vMix profile like, hey, hey, hey guys. <laughs> Like all the two factors yeah, to your phone. I've got, this part of, I've got nothing. I've got this part of the show. Yeah. Ready to go. I can just sit here by myself. I can record to the hard drive because you've got the two factor for Twitch. I've got nothing. Yeah. You're the Discord owner. I mean, if anything, I That's should be true. If I die, we need to set up like a if I die thing. Like if I well, die. You're married. Like, you should probably worry about that first. Like get all that stuff oh. squared away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess that would be my second concern would be, you know, getting the Discord to make sure everyone. Uh, can have access. I um, I'm gonna set up a honeypot for infection podcast. It's gonna be just you and me, and I'm gonna see if you're coming after. It's gonna be infection podcast. <laughs> see if I'm browsing through. Yeah, trying to get through your documents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that sucks for CD Project Red. Uh, screw these hackers. Um, and hopefully, uh, I don't know. It could, it could be cool to see the source code for Sabbook. That would be rather interesting. It'd be interesting to see if people start, if they did post it publicly and then people start looking at how much of a mess it probably is. You know, we're going to get to that big of a project, especially when they're probably pulling some old code from Witcher, you know, to kind of get the base started. Uh, You know, then they start hacking away at it. It's probably a big mess. Yeah. Interesting to say the least. uh, So let's, we got a couple of follow-ups from from previous weeks. uh, Yes. Topics that have come up. Uh, first of all, Chronicles of Illyria. There's a little update on that. Okay. And their lawsuit. Of course, we, we've noticed there's been all of a sudden just updates coming from Chronicles of Illyria of things that are going to happen. You know, not no posts of here's work that's actually being done. But, you know, of course, we're going to do work and explaining everything. Uh, and so there was a statement that they're continuing with the lawsuit. So here is from the Discord of the lawsuit. It says, regardless of the state of the game, as alluded to by Jeremy on his recent updates, the lawsuit will go forward. This will likely get us access to a lot more behind the scenes information about the true status of the game. Cause that's what they're hoping for. You know, him for years, he's been pushing this. Oh, you know, look at these cool features. And it's all been just bogus stuff. Little pieces of information here. Yeah. This guy, <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, this is uh, this is something that we will see uh, once they get some legal just findings happening. You know, they'll be able to go in there and say, hey, you need to turn over these records. You need to turn over dot, dot, dot. Then I Whoa. think we'll get a really good idea of how much of a BS artist this guy really is. If yeah. he's actually doing any work or if he is just pretending to do work and just creating little pieces to show off for people. Uh, so that that's a little bit of an update. Still no uh, 100% things happening with it, but they said they are pursuing the lawsuit and they will continue regardless of his recent update videos. They picked they picked the worst. They purposely scrubbed through this YouTube video and found the picture of this guy looking like a complete buffoon to use for, yeah. their, to use for their thumbnail. He literally looks like a 
uh, uh, an Islamic State hostage in this video. I mean, this is something you would see on some grainy 140p video uploaded to LiveLeak. That's what this looks like. It's really, really He's hostage of Illyria is what he looks like right now. That's good, O'Brien. I like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, all right, so that yeah, that's Chronicles of Lyria. Another one um, uh, we go ahead. Oh no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to mention that uh, we had mentioned that the uh, the CEO of Amazon is going to be stepping down. Yes, and so there was a message from the upcoming CEO that he is committed to making video games. So that is not going to change. Their studio that is yet to release a video game is still committed to releasing and making video games. Making so making. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so there is still hope that this is still going to have happen. Um, it, there, there were some interesting things. This is a Bloomberg article. But yeah. they, first they said, go ahead. Now, I, so I read through this. So Bloomberg released an article late last week, um, and it was 30 Amazon employees. And I tried reading. I read through most of it, but I really actually Bloomberg's one of the only ones left that actually does any sort of journalism, which I appreciate. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, they've got that stupid damn paywall, and I'm always having to use mm-hmm. a different browser to read their stuff. It's a real pain. Um, but there was like 30 Amazon employee, Amazon Game Studio employees that you know, released all these statements on anonym, anonymity about how nothing's getting done, the progress isn't going anywhere. It's just, I mean, it was just kind of a hit piece. Um, yeah. and in response to this, by the way, this, the, this new CEO is current is currently the, the CEO of AWS. So he presumably has worked very closely with this team in some way, shape or form as they're both on the, you know, enterprise technology division of Amazon. Um, I don't know. So hey, do you want a little conspiracy theory? You want a little speculation? I mean, like, like, are we talking like real tinfoil hat? Well, it's not crazy, but do you think the fact that <laughs> okay. he he was willing to shut down services of these various companies proved to them that he was willing to play ball, and therefore that's why all of a sudden they announced that the, a new CEO is coming? Seemed to come no. by, very out of the blue. You don't no, think so? I've, you think they've been no, planning it for a while? I've heard, I've heard some other things that I will not get into on this program because they're just not relevant. And they're they're too, comp- are they true? Oh, they're not too. Yeah, they're, yeah they are. Like w- completely unsubstantiated, <laughs> but it, it's like it's the only explanation to this because it's lunacy otherwise. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think anything's going to change. I don't think that they're committed to making video games. Excuse me. I think they're committed to making video games. I do not think they're committed to releasing and finishing video games. Um, I think like Google, Amazon's got this same problem of they love to get into projects and just can't seem, they can't see, what is the old phrase, Brian? You can't see the trees through the forest. Is, is that how that works? Or, the forest through the trees. Forest through the trees. That's, I think that's the problem that Amazon and Google both have. Um, they're just, it's a great concept, great idea. Yeah, oorah, let's dump hundreds of millions of dollars into it and what do we have at the final result nothing and that's kind of where we yeah. stand right now i mean the studio's been in, it's about two plus years at this point now that this has been in the works and there has been not a single released product um yeah this isn't some indie studio this isn't a couple foreign guys in their basement developing a video game i mean this is this is amazon this yeah. is the same you know this is the same amazon that does all of these other things, right? I mean, all these other well, and I can understand an, an MMO taking a long time, but the issue is there's supposedly all these other projects happening that we've not heard a word about. 
we've only heard about their probably what should be their biggest project, you know, as far as work wise, making a gigantic MMO with all the things that go along with it, not a one off title of a game. Uh, so I'm just very surprised that we haven't heard anything in this time about other games coming up from them, which maybe they want them to be a surprise and everything, but Hey, you know, there's, they shouldn't be releasing their MMO first. I just said, find that very surprising that what should be their biggest and most difficult thing would be the one that comes out first. Yes. What are they doing with the rest of them? Yeah, I would agree. That's probably not the best approach. So we'll have to wait and see. I don't foresee any drastic change, um, but I guess it's possible. Uh, real quick, before we um, go any further into some new news, we did get a comment on our YouTube channel this past week, Brian. Um, turns out we totally missed a game update, and that was Deadside mm. this past week. Um, I don't remember the gentleman's name that pointed out on YouTube, but I appreciate it. We do. We got a lot of games. We totally missed it. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. So on the way that we figure out that we miss things. So real quick on Deadside, and this is a pretty big update. I'm kind of pissed we missed it. Um, yeah, I wonder, I'll have to look and see how that happened, because usually I get notifications yeah. of these things. So we got some cool stuff here. First of all, new map, uh, at least the beginnings of a new map. So what you see right here, and by the way, this is dead side, uh, which we've talked about a little bit. This this whole portion up here in the upper gray, this is all the, this is the bottom half of the current map. This whole area you see in this green shade, this will be the new map. As you can see, the pretty significant part of this is a water feature. Um, so... I'm, I would assume that there's going to be some sort of um, marine-like activities, boats, things like that in here. As again, you've got a huge chunk of water here and then a huge chunk of water over here. So that's that. Um, the other parts of the map are um, the orange is our industrial facilities. Uh, let me pull this up here. The orange are um, industrial facilities. So you can see one, two, three of those. Um, the white are localities so cities little towns couple different houses things like that you can see a couple of those and then the red down here on the bottom is what they've got listed out as a possible new military object so a military base or something in in that in that uh, scope so we've got that we've also got some new artwork and this stuff looks pretty good now i will i will remind everybody the way that this works and brian correct me if i'm wrong you model things outside of the game at a very high resolution. Then you bring them yeah, into the game. Very high pixel. Count. Very high pixel. Uh, pixel density is very high. Then you bring them into the game and kind of have to make them look crappier so that your game isn't 7,000 gigabytes uh, or 7 terabytes, as the kids would call it. And that's what Unreal Engine 5 is claiming to solve. With, you know, that was what was surprising you know, when people are saying, oh, that's not a big deal. All the stuff they're showing off in that game demo, yeah. they were showing off assets at full resolution, how you would model them at that pixel density. And it in the engine was automatically making it work. If you were to bring those into the current engines, everything would go to a standstill. So you can't just model them and put them in the game. You have to really break them down and take away a lot of the uh, detail of them once you get them in the engine. So let's look about a couple. Let's look at a couple of these models here. This first one is kind of like a metal tin shed that you'd find in a, a backyard or something like that. So we've got that. This is a, uh, trailer system presumably for hauling things around um here is some sort of what appears to be a commercial building there's some signage on the outside so we've got that uh let's see what else do we have here is what would looks to be some sort of uh, medical facility a hospital a doctor's office something like that here are a couple different log cabins one two-story 
one little shack looking thing and then just a regular single story with a couple rooms. Um, here is similar buildings, but these ones appear to be made out of some sort of concrete material. You can see here uh, little shed looking things that we've come accustomed to seeing in survival games like this that have, you know, one or two little loot spawns in it, um, plus some other little side business looking things. These, I guess, are for oil or water, My, my, I would presume, maybe near that new point of interest next to the water. I think that's what those are, some sort of holding tanks or something. Um, and then there's finally the uh, the map again. So that's what we've got on dead side. Um, decent side. Now, obviously, not the not an update itself. And they, they went through this and said, hey, you know, this is not, um, this isn't the update. The reason we've been taking so long on updates is because this is what we're working on. Um, they, can, mm-hmm. they said, though, in the next update, which they don't give a time frame for, is new firearms, more ability to modify weapons, and new equipment. And they're going to, then particular, they're saying the ghillie suit is going to be the new one there. So, um, okay. you know, Dead Side is another one of these games that is is very young in its, um, in its thing. It's overall got very positive reviews on Steam, almost 15,000 reviews. 80% of them are positive. Um, it's not the most complete game. It's not the most finished game, um, but they're obviously working. As you can see, you know, new function, new features of the map, whole bunch of new buildings. So we do. Mm-hmm. It is cool that all these years later, Brian, we still do have a couple of zombie survival games in the in the pipeline. It's, uh, yep. it's almost unbelievable. The fact that we're here yep. and that there's still new games coming out today is 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 almost unreal. All right, uh, so they're teasing me in the chat about bringing up Unreal. So I figured I'll bring up one more thing Unreal here uh, <laughs> while we're talking about this. Poke the bear. But yes, yeah, so, uh, you know, another wonderful thing about Unreal. So <laughs> NVIDIA's DLSS 2.0 is being integrated into Unreal Engine 4.26, uh, according to Tech Power Up, and it's giving some pretty big performance gains. So, uh, this, for example, gives about 60 to 180% increase in frame rate, depending on the, the scene that it's doing, uh, which is a, definitely a, a very good number. Uh, this is something, this is a technology that already, so D- DLSS is the deep learning super sampling technique where it upscales lower resolutions um, using deep learning to make, kind of fill in the details so they don't look fuzzy. Um and it makes them to where, you know, it looks very clear, looks really good. But uh, this is also, so they're doing this in Un- Unreal Engine 4.26 and getting those kind of performance gains uh, from it. So that was something I just thought it was interesting that I'd mention it. Now, 4.26 is the most current version of Unreal Engine out there right now. That's not, you know, not the alpha or the test version. And so you might, it might take a little bit for games start to start to implement this. Uh, especially bigger projects, you know, but you've seen, I know that uh, I think uh, some of the, some of the games that we definitely discuss have recently put in their notes that they've upgraded to the 4.26 version. So you might start seeing this here and there uh, put in. I, I don't know how much this is going to help maybe for people with really high resolution, especially people possibly trying to do 4k um, you know, that are trying to do that kind of resolution, uh, having it upscale. That's where it will really make a big difference. So we will see. Excellent. Um, yeah, we're not the Unreal podcast. Jesus, guys, chill. Sorry, <laughs> um, that, that was it. That was just a little bit of yeah, Unreal. That's I don't great. Know. We'll see if there's any more. Um, hey, it is. Uh, we're about an hour in. 
Uh, yes. Normally, this indicates the time where we give some folks an opportunity to win a free video game. Yes. So uh, if you do exclamation point giveaway in chat, uh, I'm going to be giving away a copy of Trine for the Nightmare Prince. Now, I don't know if you played the, the uh, Trine series. They're a really fun game. Uh, I played them on console, but done, they're really good co-op games through that. But this one has had very positive ratings on it. it came out last year. Uh, it's currently $30 on Steam. But this is uh, Trine for the Nightmare Prince. It's a puzzle platformer action adventure. Really good, beautiful graphics on it. Uh, so if you're interested in that exclamation point giveaway, we'll give that away before the end of the show. But I've played, I haven't played this one yet. Um, I'm going to play it on console. I didn't know it was out. Uh, but I've played all the other ones, and they're, they are a lot of fun, especially if you can do a little couch co-op mode uh, because you pl- work together. The different players work together to try to get past different areas. So really good. Excellent. Uh, yes, and if you're not here uh, joining us live, you can. We are here live every Tuesday evening around 7 o'clock Eastern time. We run about two hours on the show, and you can watch us on Twitch, DLive, or YouTube, and that's where you can catch the live version, interact in the chat, and have an opportunity to uh, win some games. If you can't join us live, though, comments on YouTube, um, and YouTube is probably the best, but YouTube, email, or on BitChute, by the way, the show's available there as well. You can leave a comment over there, um, are always appreciated. Let's talk about some new games. You mentioned one in the open that apparently mm-hmm. uh, I, you've got some messages from some friends to play. Um, is it called Valheim? Valheim? How is this pronounced? Valheim. I think Valheim. it's probably Valheim. Okay. Why is everybody uh, yeah. talking about this and what's, what is, what is this? All right. So this is an open world survival game and we haven't heard, Sorry. you know, we've... we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is, this is an open world survival game. Actually, let's play the reveal trailer so you can see. Uh, so there is a, a trailer for this. The graphics are not, they're not trying to be super realistic. They're being somewhat uh, not cartoonish, but simplified, which I think is fine. As long as it matches, you know, that's people don't need to have killer graphics. It's more about gameplay and people are really enjoying uh, this game. So uh, let's play this video and then we can discuss it a little bit. Sea Thieves, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And by the way, overwhelmingly positive on uh on steam came out on the second seven days that's with 14,290 reviews
All right. So what was? So this is not a when you know, I think a lot of people, Brian, you think open world survival, you instantly think grungy zombies dark. This is not mm-hmm. this. This is a um no. a Viking era game, I guess you a medieval Yeah, it's more times. of a Viking era. Yep. Yeah. And it's uh it is only PC. I I looked, I tried to see if it was on console. I couldn't find any indication. It seems like it's only on PC uh at the moment. Uh, people, a lot of very good ratings. Uh, there, I have an article here that I'll have in the show notes that people can read. This is where it really caught me, my eye. It said, and this is from PC Gamer, Valheim or Valheim, whatever it is, well, I haven't heard it pronounced yet, is making me love survival games again. Uh, it's kind of a lo-fi graphic, but as you saw there in that video, looks very good. Like they did a really good job of, of with the colors and the atmosphere. Uh, it looks very nice. Uh, one thing, as I said, is it balances a harsh world with forgiving systems and then slowly adds complexity so that you're not just hit with a ridiculous game at once. They build it up. Um, this person says they're about 25 hours into it and uh, and they're really enjoying it. Now, <clears throat> it is a co-op Viking survival game. Uh, it's It's got a lot of, it's pretty much all the uh, survival elements that we're looking for. Uh, the and he does mention the depth is revealed slowly. So it seems like probably pretty generic, but as you keep going, there's a lot of pretty crazy creatures and all kinds of stuff happening in there that you don't generally see on a alpha survival game. You know, it looked look very well polished the studio. So the, um, the, the company, the developers, this is the only title I've seen them make, but the, the, uh, uh, the studio behind it, that's releasing the game the uh, the publisher's coffee stain studio or publishing they do satisfactory uh they do goat simulator oh, yeah. um deep deep rock galactic but you know those are those are very well very very popular games so yeah. you know this is definitely one that if they saw this i'm assuming that means that they see some hope in it go uh, satisfactory started out pretty pretty slowly but has become incredibly popular in the past 6 months and so uh, i think here they're also probably counting on this one, which has a lot of good hype in the beginning. So I haven't had a chance to play this yet. I, I did uh, saw paying me about this earlier this week, and I just frankly didn't have a chance to get to it. Um, so a couple things to note. It does. So it is a, it appears to be a single player game with co-op, right? This is not a, this is not a, this is not an MMO of sorts. This is not no, an H1Z1 not an or a Rust or really an arc. This is a single player and or small group. Think about the forest as a ge- another game that's got a similar thing. It's you don't play the forest with sixty people. You play the forest with like three, four, five people, and they even note that. So the the co op is PVE. They say it can be two to ten players, but they're recommending mm-hmm. playing co op with three to five players. So they're recommending a five player group um, for co op. Uh, yeah. It does. It, it seems to me to be more of a single player game from what I'm reading. Again, it's, I haven't not played a, it. it's not a sandbox. So that's one thing yes. is we're used to when we hear open world survival, we're used to, oh, that means it's a sandbox. Rust is a sandbox. All, all these games that we played, Ark is a sandbox. There's not much guiding you. The downside of that is you don't ever really have a story told. I mean, if Correct. You, you can imagine we could name off Ark, my biggest complaint, they didn't tell a story. Uh, Rust, there's not really a story that's being told all these places that do a sandbox here. That's how they're allowing it to kind of build over time is because it's not a sandbox as you do with different things, the world starts to unlock things. 
uh, that doesn't happen in a sandbox. Sandbox is everything, you know, is generally the same all the time. Uh, so this will not be that. Uh, here's their description about what the game is about. It says, prove your worth to Odin by helping him reclaim the long forgotten lands of Valheim. Survive in Valheim's hostile environments by gathering resources, building outposts and farms, and slaying the monsters that stand in your way. Work up the courage and strength to take on the nine forsaken ones to free Valheim from their grasp. So there is a definite story arc there to where you're going towards an objective. It's not just an open world that always, you know, you're just killing stuff over and over again. Cool. Um, It's available on Steam. It is early access, so note that. It is nineteen ninety nine. Presumably that will be thirty nine ninety nine or even fifty nine ninety nine at And they some have no plans date. of releasing it on uh on consoles. I just read here that they're not planning on releasing it on console. Well, I have a feeling if Microsoft with the way that they've been comes throwing it, around comes money them. and yeah. I have a feeling something like that could change rather they may rapidly. Get com- they may quickly get converted. Yes, and and money money does tend to talk. Um, so it's 19.99. Again, you look at its overall reviews. The game's been out seven days as we're recording this show, Brian. I don't believe I've ever seen a number this high. Ninety six percent of the fourteen thousand two hundred and ninety reviews are positive. Ninety six percent of almost fifteen thousand yep. reviews. Pretty astonishing. Now I will note this. All of these reviews are within relatively short a period of time, right? The game's only been out seven days. So I don't know how deep these people have gotten into the game. I'm not saying that to be a negative thing, but sometimes early games are a lot of fun, right? And then maybe it kind of falls apart at the end. I, I don't know. I haven't played it. I'm just saying the game's brand new. We all have, you know, the rose colored glasses initially when we play something. I had it with Cyberpunk. I know you did as well. Oh my God, this is the best thing ever. That tends to taper out pretty quick it can taper out pretty quickly depending on the game i don't know if this game will be the same thing i know our friend saul i believe green man and matt are also playing this um so hopefully we'll hear from them and um i'll uh, i wonder here's a few more four more few more details first of all it's procedurally generated the world is cool yeah which is cool so you won't have the same game if you ever you know you could do some quick games you want to play through and just see if you can get a really cool biome um, so each biome has its own challenging environment, enemies, and secrets. So you travel through the deep forest, through harsh sto- snowstorms in the mountains, or sail the high seas if you dare. If not, if you're not the outdoorsy type, there are plenty of dungeons, crypts, and caves to explore as well. Um, you know, they, they've got full crafting. They talk about the bases in here. So they have a robust construction system. Uh, that lets you choose from a bunch of different types of walls, you know, everything that we're used to. Uh they're talking about food. They're mainly, they're talking about survival aspects that we know a lot about. Uh, what does progression look like in Valheim? Every biome comes with its own difficulty and unique resource resources for crafting armors, armor and weapons. To conquer a biome, you have to defeat its corresponding forsaken one in a brutal boss battle. Then use your newly gained items and skills to move on to the next one. Defeat all the forsaken ones and conquer their lands to carry out odin's mission so that's kind of how it works huh yeah i i mean it seems good i i don't i don't really i don't know what to say i mean it seems to be very positive everybody seems to be really liking it um not necessarily not necessarily sure it's my kind of game um i've been known to be pretty easily swayed though so i could be convinced to maybe purchase it if somebody puts the work on me 
Um, so I'll have to check it out. New, a, a literal brand new survival game out yep. literally this past week. Um, it is available on Steam. There's a link in the show notes for it. Again, $19.99 for that. And if you're going to play it, hit up our Discord. I know there's a couple guys and gals in there playing it. And um, I'm sure if you need some pointers or some tips, there'll be some people available for that. Again, this is Valheim, available on Steam. Now, here's another new one, Brian. Uh, and this yes. one just came out three days ago. So, I mean, we are pumping on all cylinders here. We've got survival game this, and now we've got a brand new one. This one is a open-world sandbox post-apocalyptic survival, which, you know, we've seen a game or two like this in the past. Um, yeah. This game is called Survival Lost Way, um, and it is brand new out, hot off the presses, and um, there's a bit of a trailer on their Steam We'll take a look at that. We will discuss right after this. A little depressing, but... I love survival game kit. That is uh, Survival Lost Way. It is available on Steam. Its uh, normal price is going to be $12.99. It's currently 25% off for the next 40 hours at $8.99. Now, unlike the game that you just talked about and described, Brian, Survival Lost Way does not have a positive review. It has a mixed review. Out of 50 reviews on the game... 48% of them are positive. That would Mm -hmm. mean that 52% of them are negative, giving it the mixed review. Now, for anybody that has spent any period of time following and watching uh, this program and is familiar with the term asset flipping, this game 
is a literal asset flip. Now, I am out of my depth in describing this, Brian, so I will turn the floor over to you. Can you explain what we just watched and why members of our chat were wondering if this trailer itself was even real? (laughs) Yeah, so I I have some dread as I'm watching this video. This (laughs) Did you know this? No, but this, I have a feeling this might be a result of my YouTube videos that I did a year and a half ago to where the person has finally completed uh, the merge of the things because this is pretty much exactly, in my YouTube videos, I pretty much make this video game. <clears throat> um, oh my God. <laughs> I teach how to get roaming animals. I have a video for that, how to do all, all this stuff. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and so, but this, so an asset flip, let's get back to that. Yes. Pretty much when, uh, so he's, he, the person is pretty much using survival game kit. Um, they're using some sort of Which is animal what? AI. What is a, what is survival, a survival game kit game is, a, is an asset sold on the unreal marketplace that has, it's an incredible tool. Uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty much a template that has almost all of the, the features that you need for a survival game. Very well done. Uh, they have really good support. I'm a part of their mod team, you know, in their discord and everything. They do a lot. So let, let me see if I can, not that you're not explaining mm-hmm. it well. Inside of, for Unreal Engine, you can go in and buy pre-made assets. Those could be simple things like houses or models or gameplay parts. Survival Game Kit is exactly what it sounds like. It is a fully yep. functional a survival kit for, game kit. That's exa- it It's got all the all basic of the features. Elements. It has a yes. full building system. It has a crafting system. It has multiplayer features built in. All of the food and crops and water and there's, and there's a lot of great things because in some oh, yeah, instances awesome. you don't want to have to recreate the wheel. Somebody's already done the work. It's nice to be able to use their stuff as a building block. That's the key. It's right? usually the starting point. The problem is here. I see all the bugs. <laughs> I, I see the bugs that I, I uh, that you know come up with like the weird arm twist sometimes. You know when you're holding the gun. Um, just there's the a lot of that stuff. Animations look awful. I mean, those are the built-in ones that he supplies. Yeah, those are the ones that he provides. He's not an animator, so he, you know, came up with some very basic things, put them in the kit. You're not supposed to keep them. Uh, You know, this person has customized some of the things. You know, they don't have the destruction of the walls and stuff. All you have to do is, you know, put... There's some features added to Unreal Engine that they're taking advantage of there. Um, Yeah, it's just... This is definitely an asset flip. Even even where it was running in the in the cave system, you know that is an asset that's pre built. It doesn't look like they changed it too much. Uh, this open world, all the environment is an asset you can go purchase. Uh, yeah, so here's here's the cave system. This is something you can go buy. Definitely uh, an asset flip. Uh, Donnie is bringing up PUBG was mostly an asset flip when it started as well, as far as a lot of the graphics and things. Of course, they've gone and highly customized it. They still have that stupid uh, med kit you can go buy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's... So, uh, so I, let, let, let's be... We need to be objective here, right? Because... Mm-hmm. Well, we don't need to be objective because this is our show. But I, I want to be objective here. There is nothing inherently wrong with starting off a game like this. Um, um, especially if it's a single person doing this or whatever, just an individual... It doing this, it does take a lot of work to get here um, to do that. I mean, it, it, the person has done, there's network code. There's a lot of stuff that they have done, um, you know, but you could tell this is not a large team doing this. Correct. Um, now, 
they do have a discord server. I did message the developer before the show. Um, didn't mm-hmm. hear back yet. I was curious if we'd hear anything back. Um, that, just the one review that caught me off. Um, that well, the, one of the first reviews I saw on steam here is awful. It's just store, store bought assets, which, you know, everybody's initial impression is, Ooh, but the problem is, the how are they using, are they this. using them? Well, is it, is it, no. my thing is, even if it's a store bought asset, if, is it, taking away from the experience because it just looks so cookie cutter. So there are aspects for me because I, I, because I've seen all this before that distract me, but your average player who's not doing any kind of development may not really notice. It just may look that way to them. And see, and that's the problem because it says awful. It's just a store-bought asset comma, not fun at all. It's a dull world and simply is empty. One out of 10 wouldn't buy again, spend six quid on a nice cheese pizza. Also, You'll be removed from their Discord by saying something negative. Don't support this asset flip. That's just what it is. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's probably an individual trying to get into game development. That's probably what it is. Yeah, and 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 see, here's the thing. And I know that you have a different view than this on a lot of people, and I know PH does because you guys have both tinkered around with the development stuff. That whole idea of the asset flip doesn't bother me. And frankly, if it's such a big deal, then this guy should not be selling a survival game kit that's a completely made survival game, right? Like, why would you sell that if you didn't expect things like that to happen? Take that aside. This appears to be just the basic of those base features. And I will say, the price is not anything outlandish. The game's $9. Mm -hmm. So, and it's full price $12. Steam's taking 30% of that. Whoever's making this game is not getting rich quick and, and, and running away. So I don't necessarily think this is a, I don't think this comes from a place of ill intent. I could be totally wrong. I don't know. Cause I, there's nothing I can't find. There's no Twitter account. There's none of that stuff on here. Um, I just, maybe, maybe what you said is right, Brian. Maybe this is somebody that's just trying to get started in game development They've probably been, as you indicated, Personal busting their ass on this for to, a while. Because yeah. you don't just do this. You don't just buy Survival Game Kit and publish your game to Steam. It's not anywhere near. It, it, is, in, it is a lot more in-depth than that. Um, That's what I'm saying. They've probably been working on this for at least a year. That's why I was kind of guessing, you know, like it's been a year and a half. But it's probably been at least a year, year and a half, two years that they've been messing with this uh, to get it to this point. You know, because there is a lot of details. There's a lot of stuff you have to go through. and get working um there's a lot of things that are still very much like survival game kit that i would let you know it'd be nice if they change that out but you know if it's an individual they're probably working on other aspects not so worried about those little details yeah now there is an update that was out as of uh saturday um it says hi friends a new update is available in this up so again the game's been out a couple days there's already an update take that for what it's worth Uh, fixed voice chat, fixed player widget nine, which I guess was maybe the nine key. Um, if you do not put on the foundation plot pole, then your building will be removed in an hour. That's pretty cool. Um, added small wooden chest, increased wooden chest capacity twice. Um, presumably that means it was doubled. Remove the gamma setting to allow players to play on par with others. I guess that's probably for nighttime. Um, yeah. fix some collision on the maps and items dropped on the ground will be removed after 10 minutes. So some sort of trash collector system. I don't know. I don't know. Think I'm not, I don't know anything about this. I, I'm not this. It's a game. It's on steam. It had to go through some process to get on steam. It's been updated people. You know, the reviews indicate it's not great. 
Um, I don't own it. I've asked for a copy of it. I will not be purchasing it. Um, this one review says it's the same map as Withstand. It says it's a ripoff. That actually indicates that's that what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's a purchased map. That's what I'm saying. But the, but what this guy, this jackass doesn't seem to realize is that they didn't rip off Withstand. Withstand bought this map. Withstand also <laughs> bought that map. Yes, and they're using the same map. It's which, but, that, but again, that is the problem. But see, but... And we've got a lot of other news to get to, but I think this is just incredibly important, Brian. Why the fault is not all on these people. These assets should not be made available if this is not the goal. Why would you buy? Why would you, as a developer, make an entire map for people to buy if the goal and the intention wasn't for people to buy and then use your product? Yeah. And that this is a this is I'm not saying I want to play an asset flip because I don't and I won't and I'm not going to pay for it. But this this is only going to continue to happen as more and more people make and and p- provide assets on the Unreal Store. And this also happens on the Unity Store too. Or excuse me, on the on the uh, the UPlay Store too. Or not UPlay. Damn it. Uh, what's the other engine? Um, Unity. The Unity so Store. Unity, there's a, yeah. Yeah. There's Unity and Unreal. The Unity Store has got a, a same thing. There's a huge collection of pre-built game uh, full games and the, and the whole the shebang so they have, they have even more so um on their platform than they do on unreal like they have so many more assets that are a lot of them are much much more cheaply made uh you get a lot of mobile games there's a ton of, of things for unity as well i'm just yes. not familiar with them because i haven't messed around with their marketplace so i i don't know anything about the game the reviews indicate it's not great I would only t- I can take those reviews for what they're worth. I just don't have the visceral reaction like a lot of other people do to, oh my God, these are store-bought assets. The store-bought assets are literally built and somebody puts time into them and then somebody takes their money and buys them for this purpose. That doesn't bother me. Um, what it appears- Well, and this that- is somebody learning. The one thing you got to realize, this is somebody learning how to do this kind of development. They're learning a huge amount that will then set them up to be able to go and join a larger team and do this for other people, you know, or make a bigger title. Like, it's the same thing as like somebody ripping on somebody for making video. You know, if you're if you're making movies and you're not a big time producer, you don't have a budget. Well, you're going to make a certain level of video. But how do you become a better filmmaker? Well, you start out with those, or at making you know small little videos and improving your process, or you go to a major studio and you learn how to do it starting at the bottom and kind of learn how to work it up from there. Uh, this guy's like the small person making cheap videos and Im- improving his, uh, his abilities. I know somebody who did that and now they're making things for like Nickelodeon level stuff, but they were, uh, they were making little videos at home, you know, with their friends. Uh, that that's the same process for this. So I don't really rip on it that much. And I will also say this, there doesn't appear to be any level of misleading or tomfoolery going on in the marketing. We all watched that same two-minute trailer. Anybody that watched that trailer could see what the game exactly is. Exactly what it was. It's they weren't doing the, anything trying to. It did, they weren't trying to show anything that it wasn't. That's that's. And they weren't doing an arc. And that is a huge thing for me. Again, I'm not gonna. Is it my cup of tea? Will I pay nine dollars for it? No. But I can't. I'm not gonna sit here and rip on it. It's not misleading. It probably should not be in early access, and that's what some of the reviews indicate. The game's just not. The game shouldn't be published. It's just not there. The multiplayer apparently is beyond laggy and unusable. But it's well, he's not- probably using this, the built-in one that came with the survival game kit, which there are a lot of details to consider when doing that. That this person's probably learning now very quickly. It's not. It. 
I don't think it's malicious. I could be wrong. It's available. I don't want to spend a whole lot more time on it. It's called Survival Lost Way. It's being updated. It is now in our game. It is now in our rotation of games to talk about. I did message the developer. I told him that, hey, I do a survival podcast. Maybe we'll hear something back. Maybe we won't. I'd love to ask some of these questions. So something to keep an eye out for. Um, not a re- recommendation or a review. You know, do what you will. Same thing as everything else. Um, but uh, another new survival game on the market. And uh, we shall see what comes of it. So that is, uh, that's, uh, that's a new game. Very good. All right, let's um, let's talk really quickly. Put it quickly. in overdrive. Yeah, yeah, I know we're we're running we're running out of time here. Uh, let's talk really quickly about Microsoft. Uh, first of all, there was a their head of cloud gaming was having a talk, and first of all, he said exclusivity. They don't think that that is the answer, which I can understand kind of where they're going, but I think that for them, initially, exclusivity is the way but then build up your library to where no one can compete with it, AKA like Netflix. Uh, sure, Netflix has some exclusivity, but they have such a large selection of films and TV shows that that's just where everybody tends to go. So I think you know, for, for them, they have been doing some exclusivity things that has kind of locked them into people really enjoying their, their Game Pass. But I, I, I think that that's just because they've stepped working on stepping beyond the exclusivity to just be so dominant in it that, you know, it would make no sense to go to PlayStation, you know, for the the cost of what you're getting. Yeah. But you got to, Brian, this is, this is doing one thing and saying another, we don't think exclusivity is the answer. They're they're buying everything. I mean, any, they're buying whole studios, any developer that's got a pulse, they are buying. So, Hey, we don't think exclusivity is the answer. And then on the other hand, they're Scrooge McDuck over here with their swing pool full of gold that they're handing out to studios. It is the answer. You need to own the IP because it's the only... I mean, anybody can make the same tech that Microsoft's making. It's all about yeah. the exclusivity. It's literally all about the intellectual property. It's what so, you have that the others don't. And and yes. I think here, you know, he he's the head of the cloud gaming. So this is where... I, I really said, for instance, with Google and Stadia, where they could have made it a viable product was the AI and all the cool stuff they could do in cloud gaming. I think them combining, because they have that instant huge library of games, you know, people paying a large extra fee to be able to get more enhanced features. Uh, you know, it would make sense for them to, first of all, get the huge library of games and then start offering cloud gaming to where they can then offer these cool enhanced AI and bigger cities and all this stuff that you can't do on a local system and multiplayer. That is where I think that they're going to be, you know, they're, they're saying, well, that's not the answer. Okay, yeah, the answer is then adding on these extra things that you can't do locally or that another company just doesn't have the capacity to do. So yeah, yeah. for them, they're saying exclusivity is in the answer, but they're big enough to be able to do something bigger than that. So I think that that's uh, not, I understand the point, but the guy just doesn't prove that that's the case. Um, so good stuff there from Microsoft. I think that um, well, we've already talked about it a whole bunch. They, they will probably be the winner in all of this. Um, yeah. Let's talk about PUBG real quick. We've got a real quick video here, Brian. This is um, update 10.3 patch dot three for PUBG. Let's watch. It's about a minute and a half or so. And then uh, we'll discuss. 
Update 10.3 has just arrived, and we've got a few fun and convenient additions to round up the season, including a long-standing fan request regarding weapon sounds, and a new way to celebrate with your team. Let's dive in. First up, PUBG weapon sounds have been a controversial topic for some as we've worked to improve the sounds of certain weapons in the game. With the new weapon sound selection system, we're leaving that decision up to you. Certain weapons that have received sound updates can now have their sounds toggled between the updated and legacy effects. Next up, we've got new ways for you and your teammates to celebrate together with our new squad emotes. When you start up one of these emotes, up to three other teammates near you will join in for a coordinated display of style. There are some restrictions on when these can be used, so make sure you check out the patch notes for all the details. This patch also contains a number of quality of life improvements that include some lighting adjustments on Karakin, Haven bug fixes, a number of performance improvements for lower NPCs, and some visual improvements for G-Coin in the store. You can check out all the details on these and everything else in the patch notes as well. Season 10 is winding down, but there's still time to experience the streets of Haven before the season ends. So grab your squad, drop in, and take on the battlegrounds. We keep seeing this video at the end. Is this indicating PUBG 2? Uh, it looks like maybe they're going into like a cl enclosed area, maybe? Yeah, we keep seeing that. They keep putting that at the end of every single trailer. I find that very interesting. <clears throat> yeah, they're teasing something. Something's Definitely. upcoming. Yeah. So Cool stuff. But we will, yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, so that's PUBG. You know, they, they're adding all those things. Uh, they put this out update out a little bit ago, but for some reason they didn't put the notice. I've been, I was looking for it and didn't find the uh, notes until just now, so kind of strange. Yeah. Uh, another one, so there's uh, Lunar New Year happening over in Asia at the moment. Oh, and cool. so we have a lot of various games having uh, special events for that. Our, uh, Ring of Lyceum had their Lunar Year update uh, to, yeah, uh, on the 4th. And first of all, their gameplay modes, the map for training mode has been adjusted to Europa Island for now. Every Wednesday and Thursday, LTM has been adjusted to Sniper Assassin. The motorbike-related weekly challenge tasks have been adjusted to BMX-related tasks. Um, current task progress will be saved. And then they've added some uh, some new another new character, which they do pretty often. So they have Cyborg, Cyborg Sylvia. Um, this is a permanent character. So uh, she's got kind of a futuristic look. Of course, her... Interesting choice of clothing, attire, uh, some weapons that are unique to her. And then in the uh, the U Lunar New Year box, they have some special weapons that kind of have the uh, some special graphics related to the Lunar New Year. Um, and then they unlocked, I think they officially put that one character that I was discussing last time in the bikini top. Oh, nice. um, is now is now in this patch. So, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty much where we're at. I know that they had they had announced the joiner one earlier or late last month but for some reason now maybe it's just a slightly different style okay yeah that's what it is it's a slightly different style style this one the bikini top with uh with little ears she's got little ears for a thing on her head so interesting a, a different style of that one so that's how are we they've been putting a lot of characters in their game lately uh, another oh, one is Jaws of Extinction. They put okay. out a patch this week, a pretty pretty big one. They seem to be doing pretty big patches uh, when they do things. Now, this is their Alpha 0 0.3.3.2 or 2.2a. Uh, in here, they have seasons. They've been working on seasons and weather. Uh, they've added the skill system back in and then a lot of fixes uh, that they've done. 
So there, there are some graphics. First of all, you know, they show some pictures of the various seasons, uh, rainstorm and wind, fog. Um, I don't see any snow there, but yeah, it's, they've, they've done a lot of fixes in here, updates. They did update to uh, 4.26. So uh, they're on the most recent version of the engine as of now. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot that we'll leave, put the patch notes in here. This being that a lot of these patches are for things that people won't recognize. I'm not really going to go through, but they did say that there were some pretty big performance increases and just a lot of tweaks. Let's um, <clears throat> let's transition over to our favorite game, Rust. And we've actually got two things from them this week. Um, we've got a regular Shadowfrax video, but then there's a new game mode that they are calling Soft Core, which is an interesting... And there's no talking in there. So if, if you want to play it and then we could talk over it at the time. Yeah. Probably work out best. So let's uh, let's listen. We'll listen to a little bit of the video and then we'll uh, we'll jump in and start talking over it. So this is uh, an official Rust video. So this is Rust Soft Core. Um, very interesting how this is going to play out. So when you are killed, half of your inventory can be reclaimed by uh, by you either at the spot of your death or at a reclaim terminal, which you'll find at yep. a couple different places around the world. Items reclaimed in the terminal will despawn after two hours. So you've got two hour time window to get over there and get that stuff dealt with. All players may now spawn at either the band town or the outpost safe zones at any time, provided that they're not flagged as hostile. So if you can't bail, bail out of a fight by doing that, you may only view the contents of a wounded player. So now you cannot loot dead players. Makes nice. that interesting. And then the maximum team size is four. This includes the number of people who can authorize at the tool cupboard or at the auto turret. There are going to be 10 new servers launching with this update um, to facilitate this new mode. So that's very, very cool. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't I don't know that. I don't know that this will take on Brian, but what I do think this will do is allow this might be a better solution for playing Rust for a weekend than jumping yeah. on a server. For more casual players like us that just don't have the time to dedicate weeks at a time to this game, uh, we can jump on, you know, you can play without dying as much or not having ultimate loss every time. Because I mean, the thing when we play, uh, until you get a base somewhat built, you're constantly losing everything. And then if you have a very aggressive group, they'll come and pretty much destroy your base. Uh, you know, so it gets very difficult to get started on a server. And if you're only playing for a weekend, you finish up feeling like, well, I didn't really get anything accomplished. So I think this is really going to help for people that want to play just for a little bit over the weekend, uh, but don't want to have to dedicate the rest of the week to trying to protect their their base. Well, and the, the other big thing to note here is that there's also a lot less um, interest to uh, RDM and, and KOS mm -hmm. because you can't loot if you kill somebody. Inventory. You can't loot them. Yes. Yeah. 
So that's going to be that's going to be an interesting mechanic. I'd like to try this out. Um, and I guess Judd, I didn't realize Judd's got a server with five X. I didn't realize that. We'll have to jump on that. I didn't know. I didn't know he had one. Um, so that's that's very cool um, that this new game mode is in here. This is obviously noobing, noob friendlying the game up, and that is um, yep. that is a cool thing. So um, that is that I think is that's a good idea for them. You know, get a little bit of spreads because. It, a lot of people want to play it, but you're probably losing a big market share of people that, like us that just don't have the time. Yeah. Now, there is a Shadowfrax video. It's about nine minutes. It's a, No, it's about eight minutes long, and we're a little short on time, so I don't think yeah. we'll play that. We can come back to that next week if time permits, um, but uh, that's, uh, that's, that's Rust, a very big update. That, that could be a game-changing thing for them. And another thing that you'll be talking about, I'm sure, a little bit later, but they've hit the, another player count record on Steam. Uh, ah this well week, this week so that um we had i think they hit their all-time maybe three weeks ago um during the twitch drops which was of course incredibly popular so interesting to see that they've hit that again and uh yeah we will discuss that um here in probably about 15 or 20 minutes and uh in the current player segment so stick stick uh, stick tuned for that all right another game is doing their uh, lunar new year update and that is astroneer Ooh, okay. uh, so they have some specific like lantern things and just a bunch of graphics and outfits and things that you can get that are related to that. Uh, they did have some bug fixes, but mostly this patch was just the new suit, the lantern tethers, which, you know, have the lantern for lunar new year, uh, mostly just a visual thing and what three bug fixes. So it's a nothing, cool looking, uh, uh, too crazy on this cool looking uh, model there. Yeah. So you, got, you still get your space suit that somehow you can, can't see through, but, but, and I like the, very lunar the lanterns here. behind them. Cool. They kind of look like mushrooms or something. Yeah. And those are, those cool. are those, the, uh, the tethered. So, you know how you get to tether pretty much your air supply. That's oxygen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is, that's what those are. So it looks like those instead. What is this other new outfit? This thing is <laughs> interesting as, as well. What is this uh, thing? <laughs> uh, so it's like a big, question. Push, that... big, big, like eighties jacket. Um, the huge so they added the they, so they it. added a new suit friend they said we have also added a new suit friend to exo outfitters everyone meet the outpost suit so <laughs> that's just a new suit they put in there that's interesting it's like some marty mcfly stuff i don't really know uh, oh, i know yeah and his <laughs> hair sure is all crazy that. it's interesting yeah. that his hair is so big around his space helmet yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. And what a pr- yeah. what a pretty game! I wish I could. I wish I got into Astroneers. It's just it, it is such a it's such a pretty game. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's one thing for people that uh, don't know it is on the Game Pass. If so, if someone has the Game Pass mm. but hasn't tried this game, you can try it on there. Now uh, if it's you on the just do it without purchasing it. Console Game Pass or the PC? Game I'm not sure if it's on the PC as well, but yeah, I I, I know for sure it is on the console one. Gotcha. I would have to okay. see. I'm sure it's. Have to, I'll launch the Xbox app and then take a peek no, here I'm, I'm sure i'm sure it's not i'm sure it's just for console but uh okay uh judd says need right. a spacex suit yeah now that's a good idea elon should get on that i'm sure he'd be all over that i'm sure they'll yeah they'll be working on that eventually all right uh so let's uh, let's quickly talk about there's some now dead by daylight had a pretty big update here so we may want to get to that really quickly just okay. so we don't run out of time yes, um i will mention one thing for the darwin project they added duos back in. We haven't heard about Darwin Project other than the uh, the scandalous news last week. Uh, um, we haven't heard much, but they have added duos back into that game. 
for uh, for some reason they'd taken them out. Uh, but Dead Dead by Daylight they put out a pretty big dev update um, that you can follow. Uh, we'll have a link to that if you want to follow along. It's got a lot of screenshots, a lot of details. Uh, but also, and then also we have a list of patch notes that's separate from that. Um, that is also pretty big and a lot of various tweaks to characters and, and how they move, but they have two videos. First of all, they have one called the realm beyond part four. So this, this has been one that we've shown the original parts before. This is the one where they've been doing the visual enhancements to various areas of the maps. So this is part four of that. So let's go and play that one really quick since this one is just kind of continuation of things we've already talked about and you'll see the, uh, the better looking uh, visuals. Rated M for mature. 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 And if you're listening to the audio-only form of this, I encourage you to go to our show notes and click this because they're showing a kind of a rolling view of one uh, the old version to the new version. This is huge. Yeah, they definitely are enhancing it quite a bit more. But see, though, if it looks too good, you're not... One of the things about the graphics kind of looking crappy was you could sometimes blend in with the environment. And I'm yeah, not I don't sure think that's good. I mean, I'm not sure that's going to be so easy now. Yeah, because it's not as dark. Well, exactly. You can see with the really dark, that's what yeah. was making it more difficult to see. Hmm. If you're the killer, this is great. Well, yeah, every every point. update you won't every have update, Every update they do is great for the killer. It's always screwing the survivors. <laughs> But I think it is pretty smart of them to go through and just kind of revamp some of their old maps, you know, since they probably have changed a lot of the way that they do things over yeah. time since this has been going on for a number of years now. All right, so that update is out as of today. Firebomb noted in the chat, you know, Brian, I don't like to toot my own horn, but he says, uh, you can't blend in anymore. It's crazy if somebody had just said that. Um, And some maps are brighter. It takes away the horror feel. Yeah, that's, um, I guess that's to be expected, right? If you're beautifying the game and adding, if you're making the game look better, it's harder to blend in with with the environment. Um, and, and the light definitely would be an issue. I'm sure the one th- good thing I will say about the dead by day, not, not the good thing. One of the good things about them is if they make a wrong decision for the most part, they will go back and correct it. If it's something yeah. truly that's bad for the game, they will go back and fix it. And I'm sure they're going to continue to tweak the lighting and because you can kind of get that atmosphere with lighting. Uh, I think before they had some just really poor graphics and things and that's yeah. what they're trying to enhance but i think they're going to find they're have they're going to have to darken it up a little bit yeah i would i would think that's the case um then the second part of this is is a trailer for their new uh tome and before we do that firebomb says the thing about behavior which is the developer is they haven't stopped on this game 
you can't say they are take it and run devs. They got my respect. No, absolutely. They've been, they're constantly doing new updates. They're hitting, they're licensing every possible scary, spooky horror franchise mm-hmm. on the planet for their game. Um, so they absolutely are doing that. So let's watch the, um, let's watch another video here. This is um, part of their, their tome system, which is their um, story based system into the game and yeah. the reveal of a, a new trailer part for that. Life is a paradox. Change one thing. Change everything. We are but walking contradictions of past, present, and future selves. A saint in one world. A killer in another. And both true and not true at the same time. If I could go back... Would I change anything? Would I do things differently, knowing that the slightest change could trigger a snowball that tumbles and grows? To become an avalanche of death and destruction. So that is available tomorrow. Some more parts of the Divergence Tome system, some new backstories for a couple of different players. Now, I just wanted um, to say here, I wanted to read something really quickly yeah. to kind of explain to people what this does. So um, so it brings new stories, you know, to discover to the world of, of Dead by Daylight. For You can witness the Ori's, a device, I assume that's how you pronounce it, a device capable of appearing into the memories of those who've entered the fog through it the mysterious observer grants players access to a new series of challenges to help them piece together these memories and his role in the entity's realm. The observer's Ori's web now features new glyph challenges, which enables both survivors and killers to spawn new interactable items within their matches. Keep an eye on uh, open for these to appear in your trials and uh, for those who are up to the tasks. So that's going to give you an idea of what, what it is. Interesting. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's in there. They've been actively working on that. Um, and yeah, like Firebomb said, I mean, they've been working on this game now for, I don't know how long the game's been out, but it's constant updates, new characters, new maps. Yep. You know, they just lic- they licensed Stranger Things when it was at its peak, right when that new season came out. So yeah, they are just knocking it out of the park over there. Um, so, all right, I'll, I'll just mention some things that we'll cover next week, uh, things that we didn't get to this week. First of all, uh, employees are suing uh, Riot Games over sexual harassment and discrimination, oh, of course. things that we've heard of, uh, hints of in the past, but that is happening now. So we'll talk a little bit about that next week. Uh, Scum had an update. Uh, Unturned had an update. Uh, Miscreated had an update. And Last Oasis had an update that we didn't get to. So we will discuss those uh, next week unless there's one that you want to cover. Um, 
Mm, actually, yeah. Let's do the let, let's uh let's do the miscreated update real quick. It's nothing crazy. Um, okay. So for them, we've got. Uh, bear with me here one second. This is update one dot sixteen dot zero, and they did the downtime this morning. I saw that they uh, that they posted a note about it. Um, so all of the Christmas and Christmas related events. Uh, items and that whole thing are no will no longer newly spawned. So anything that you did successfully get during the Christmas event is yours. You get to keep that, um, but nothing new. They've now added Valentine's Day items to the games, which I don't believe is a. Does Ark normally do something for Valentine's Day? I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, they do. Oh, they do. Okay, I I, I didn't remember yep. Valentine's Day being a popular. Yeah, I, I remember. Thing. I'm trying to remember what their. You know, they probably Valentine's won't Day announce is, it until the day before. Is that this weekend? Yeah. Um, yes, it is. It is okay, coming up well, on Sunday. So they, they like usually have their problem. Valentine's Day. Yes. <laughs> uh, but they usually do. They usually do it. Um, hmm. They did it 2019. I don't show that they did it in 2020. So, so maybe... Maybe not. We'll see. Interesting. Well, nevertheless... Uh, okay, actually, I take... Yeah, I actually, I take that back. The, February 11th through the 18th is when they'll be doing it. Okay. Um, all right. Well, Miscreated is... Love Evolved 2. Well, Miscreated is doing theirs now, so they've added a couple new items in here. Box of chocolates, uh, which is a consumable food. Bottle of champagne. It's a consumable beverage. A heart balloon, which is a base-building item. A, a vase or vase, depending on where you live, with flowers is a base-building item. This one's, Brian, maybe you and I should go on a date in here. A heart candle they've added. That's a new oh, base building item. And evening. then Cupid's arrows, which are arrows for bows. Um, Easy anti-cheat has been updated a couple of times since the last update to detect new cheats. As a result of the new cheat updates, many players have been banned from the game. Naughty people there getting banned. Uh, fixed being able to view another alive player's inventory at times. Don't know what the hell that's all about. Fixed an issue with not being able to view or properly use the inventory for an AI occasionally. Two frequent refreshes of the newer storage windows will be ignored from using the refresh button. So if you just spam click it, it won't do anything. Add additional exploit checking when adding an item to the kiosk. Added additional exploit checking when crafting items. Fixed about 100% spawn chance for the metal part spawn locations. They merged the German L10N from community GitHub translations that fixed an error with the data tag not being closed properly. They changed the airdrop epic weapon spawner to be the same as the shady trader inventory and then fixed an issue with more than one player being able to access a new inventory item at the same time. So that is uh, all we've got for um, miscreated. That update did go live today. So it is in the game. If you want to get in there and, um, get your valentine's day sweets you can uh, go ahead and do that Very and nice. i believe uh, that is it do you have uh, do you have anything else before we jump into current players here brian nope i think that's it all right well without further ado we've got a uh, quick sh- current players coming up for you here this evening let's look at a couple games and see who is playing them let's start it off with arc survival evolved currently playing 46,172, the 24-hour peak, 68,273, with a seven-day peak of 85,095. Moving on over to Rust, currently playing 1,220, excuse me, 
122,420, blaze it. The 24-hour peak, 175,233, with a 7-day peak of 224,689. Taking a look at Conan Exiles, currently playing 8,861. The 24-hour peak, 13,215, with a 7-day peak of 16,002. Taking a look over at DayZ, 18,538 individuals currently playing that. The 24-hour peak, 33,153, with a 7-day peak of 39,645. And finally, Deadside, currently playing 672, the 24-hour peak, 1,420, with a 7-day peak of 1,406. And that is going to bring us current on all of the people that are playing various video games. Very nice. Well, let's we're going to roll into tip of the week where either I give a general gaming tip or I figured since this is the new hot game, I would give one on Valheim. I, th- oh. I, I listened to the pronunciation. I think it's a Valheim. So Valheim. This is, this is tip of the week. All right, so in Valheim, you find yourself harvesting a lot of wood, like most survival games. Uh, But I've found, doing a little research, I found a trick that you can use to quickly gather lumber uh, in specific instances. So as you come across the old buildings in the uh, the world, um, you can actually build, there's a little trick you can do inside of the hut. So like you'll see huts, they're broken down. Uh, and, and you can go and get some wood from those. Now, instead of using a weapon, don't just go use a weapon to hit the hut to get the, the resources. Instead, you need to use your crafting hammer and create a workbench, place it in the middle of the floor of the shack, and then start destroying the building. Uh, you can middle click while holding the hammer and that destroys walls, floors, and the roof pieces. You can then gather up all the wood, tear down the bench, and then move on to the next building. Using this system, you can actually strip a building within seconds. Uh, but make sure before you go and do this, you go th- and actually loot the building first. So go through, because there could be you know, a chest or there could be something that you could really use out of that. Loot the building, then place the, uh, the crafting bench in there, destroy the building, and you'll just get a ton of wood and resources in a couple seconds that would normally take you a long time if you're trying to harvest them through trees. So hopefully that helps you out. Uh, cool little tip that might uh, help some people as they're trying to build things and gather more wood for those. But that is tip of the week. All righty. Thank you very much, Brian. Greatly appreciated as always. Mm-hmm. Um, give All right. So let's go and do the giveaway. So yeah, what you got? Con- congratulations. It's Jonesy. It's hey. Jonesy has one. Uh, and so I will send you a link to uh to be able to redeem your key hopefully you enjoy it it is an awesome game uh, game series i think you'll really enjoy it i've i've played all up to this point and now that i know that it exists i'm gonna go buy it on the console tonight maybe uh, have my wife try it so there you go um all right is there anything else we need to cover before we roll on out of here nope just want to note again that we hopefully will have our outside of twitch um because we've had a couple people reach out to us and say hey how can we continue to support outside of uh, Amazon and Twitch. So hopefully we will have our subscribes to our service up by next week. We have applied. We're yep. going through the process of getting that set up. And 
the one cool thing we might do about with that is um, we might be able to provide some um, additional perks uh, with the different yeah. goals on subscribe star. So we, we might get into that. We might not. Um, but that is, that is a possibility. So keep an eye out for that. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that hopefully next week when it is available. Um, other than that, I don't think I have anything else. So, uh, where can people find this honeypot article that's, you're going to put up here, uh, eventually. Oh yes. Yeah. So, well, I'm sure eventually I'll post on my social media. So you can do at Brian Aldridge at, well, parlor, when Never it comes up, Gab and Never. Mines, whatever. <laughs> what is your name uh, on or you go to my is blog. Brian Aldridge? Bri- at Brian Aldridge, okay. yep. Gotcha. Or you can get my uh, my blog, biteoftech.com. I may, I'll probably put together a little thing for that because uh, that might be really useful and easy to do for people if they want to set up something really quickly. Uh, but yeah, uh, biteoftech.com. But of course, go to our website, infectionpodcast.com. Go to the right-hand side there and join our server on Discord, especially if you're interested in uh, doing anything with, you know, with some of these Rust servers and things that people have been hosting, we have a lot of Arc servers. We have a lot of resources for people to be able to to join some games. Um, also, you can go on there and submit news topics. If there's a game that you think we need to cover, or we're not covering, or if there's a topic we should be covering that you think is relevant, jump in there, post it to the the news server channel, and we'll cover that. Look at it before the show. Uh, also, we have in there workout and uh, politics, all kinds of stuff. Uh, if you want to get a notification before the live show starts, do that through the Steam group. If you click and join that five or ten minutes before we start the live show, you can uh, you can jump in and uh, and join us because you get a little notification that pops up and you can join for the game giveaway, all that stuff. Uh, if you want to watch the video form, Twitch, YouTube, BitChute, and DLive, uh, we also have our podcast extras that Judd does for us that has the pre and post show. Uh, if you want to listen to it down the lower right hand side, there's a lot of different platforms that you can do that, either mobile, desktop, uh, a lot of things that you can use. And uh, those are all the recordings that are uploaded after the fact. You cannot listen live on those. But if you want to listen to those and follow along, you can do that through our show notes uh, for every episode up to this point. Uh, If you do that, this is episode 317. You just click in there, click the video player. You can click the audio player and then click links throughout there to be able to uh, participate. Uh, Very useful to do. Uh, If you... uh, yeah, if you want to support us, you can do that through the support tab or you can go to infectionpodcast.com forward slash support or type amazon.infectionpodcast.com or humble.infectionpodcast.com and uh, the Prime Gaming that you heard at the very beginning of the show. Or you can do a, uh, we'll be working on some other methods that you could do, you know, quick and easy ways to be able to support us on an ongoing basis. So that is it for me. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And I do want to thank our friend Saul Greatman and Green Man Cartoons, both for hitting us up with the resubscriptions and then our buddy Firebomb from Throw Some Bits Our Way. Thank you, gentlemen. It is greatly appreciated. All right, Brian, as always, thank you very much, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. And, uh, and yeah, we'll be back at it with uh, another action-packed week of survival video game news. So, nice. ladies and gentlemen, you can, uh, you can find me in my political rantings at uh, at atnshow.com if you want to keep up with that. Me, personally, you can follow me on, at, on Gab, at Nick. If you're on Clubhouse, I'm at Nicholas M. Craig. Kind of a big deal. You can check out our website if you missed any portion of the show. Show notes, videos, links, pictures, all that fun jazz is on our website. It's infectionpodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.